This is Turner Mining Live. This is Turner Mining Live. <laughs> this is Turner Mining Live. Live, 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 live. What's up, guys? What's up, everybody? Keaton Turner and Thomas Hahn on a new edition of Turner Mining Live podcast. Brand new Turner Mining Live, 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 actually. So this is, uh, this is a little bit different format than what we normally do. Yeah. Um, if you've listened to the podcast in the past, um, we're now doing this real-time live, real on, time on, live on Instagram Live. It's Monday night, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Yep. What's up, everybody? Thomas and I are sitting here in the office. Uh, we got all kinds of people joining the chat. Awesome um, to see. And, and this one's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. We got all kinds of people coming in. So uh, if you're listening to the podcast, we're, we're probably going to repeat ourselves a few times. Oh, yeah. Because people just join Yep. At random. Yeah. See, Liz just joined. I saw AJ joined. So it's if, gonna be great. if you're listening and you're not watching this live, I suggest next time we do the podcast, pay attention to our Instagram Yeah, and, and watch this live because what we're going to do is ask some questions. We're hopefully going to get some people to join in. Absolutely. And so some, some random people that we've never met, never <laughs> talked to, get to join the podcast. It'll be fun. Uh, and we're not staging anyone <laughs> to do this. Lose. Um, it on fire. So yeah, it's, somebody sending us bourbon. I like that yeah, too. Gary, Gary's a <laughs> Gary's a cool dude. We'll take all the bourbon you got, Gary. Exactly. So we've got a few topics. Um, and 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 guys, if you're if you're on Instagram watching this live, uh, the reason we started the podcast a year ago, I guess yeah. it's been about a year now. It's wild. Um, the reason we started the podcast, if you don't already know was really to give a sneak peek behind the curtain of what's going on. Um, you know, the podcast was fun. We've had a lot of fun. We've had a lot of cool guests on over yep. the last year. Yeah, it's been wild. But we wanted to mix it up. We wanted to spice it up. It's a new year, 2021. This new is season, right? New this will be season four. Season four yeah. of the podcast. Um, and although the office is empty, I know Patton's walking around. Yeah, because Patton, Patton's um, just slaving away all the time. Eight o'clock on a Monday <laughs> night. Even though the office is empty, uh, we wanted we wanted our Instagram audience, however many people end up joining, yep, uh, to be able to ask questions, put us on the spot. Yeah, uh, you know we're big believers in no secrets. <laughs> no, no secrets. I, you know, I got the feeling. I don't. I don't think people thought the podcast was staged because we're pretty transparent. But no. this is as transparent as it gets. Yeah. Um, live, live. So this is like the real live version. And we'll see how it goes. I mean, I've done this once in the past, and, and I, I fumbled the whole thing. It was a nightmare. <laughs> I had a lot of fun doing it. But it was, um, I, I wasn't great. But there was a lot of buttons and stuff. So Look, we'll see how John's this goes. On. What's up, John? Uh, if you guys have questions... Thomas, you probably know how how this works better than I do. But if you have yeah. questions, use um, the box. Put, yeah, put just put them in the chat because if you actually submit a question, we have to like go reach over and try to get to it. So just keep it all live in the chat, and we'll uh, we'll get to them. We'll, yeah, we'll take notes for sure. And if it's a great question, if it's hate, you're pro we're probably not going to ask you to come on. How many uh, jobs are going right now? A dozen, Is something that right? like that. Yeah, a couple more starting imminently. Yeah, we've we've got. Um, I don't know how much news we can drop on this one. Well, we, we got a lot of good news coming up. Yeah, be, be careful. Um, 
And this is, again, live, so we can't edit this out. Oh, look at Liz. Are we hiring? Uh, yes, we are hiring, Liz, always. Yeah, so uh, that was actually one of the topics I wanted to touch on because we get a million questions all the time. Um, and we're hiring. I think Liz, I don't know, what she's got like 100 people slated to hire, something like that? It's, it's a lot. When we say we're starting a couple jobs, they're not small. So uh, question for you to tell the audience because people are probably yeah. wondering – you know, if, if you're not in mining or you're not in a business right now that's booming, obviously the pandemic's doing its thing. Yes. How, how does a company, A, withstand a pandemic, but B, go about hiring 100 people, you know, this early in 2021, where the pandemic's kind of still thriving all across? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so one thing, one thing that's great about mining is we're essential. Um, so in the U.S., uh, kind of all the regulators deem mining to be essential, uh, basically, and you've heard us say this on the podcast before, if it's not grown, it's mined. So, um, wherever, whatever you're holding in your hand probably got mined out of the ground. So, um, yeah, I think that's probably the first thing is that we get to go to work every day, which I know there's a lot of people who don't get to do that. So super blessed, uh, to be in this space and, and to get that. So uh, the first one's pick an industry that's essential to mankind. Yeah, that's, which mining is, agriculture is, logistics and transportation is, all that stuff, right? Um, so that that's a big one. Um, I think the other thing is we do things like this. So how do you actually go about attracting 100 people to join your company is, one, you have an amazing recruiter like Liz. She's the best. She's the best. Um, and then I'd say the second is that we are focused on getting out into the community, even if it's virtual like this, um, around, uh, in particular, kind of the folks who we believe would be great fits for Turner, right? And we, you talk about this all the time, Keaton, but it's always about hiring good people uh, first and focusing on that. Um, and the Cat or Volvo question, we run both. Uh, we actually run all of them. Um, and I think, you know, when what we're focused on doing is attracting that next generation miner. And as we know, people's attention is on platforms like Instagram. They listen to podcasts, YouTube channels, et cetera. And so we're trying to be and engage with our community to attract that attention so that folks like who are posting messages saying, how do times to get to sites and all this? We'll talk about that. Um, but a lot of people actually were posting earlier, like, Hey, I'd like a job. So my first comment would be hit up Turner mining Liz, um, to do that. But I think it's because we're able to engage with this community, uh, that we love. Um, we were able to attract that kind of next generation talent into the company. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys watching or listening. Um, there's there's a few podcasts I listen to. Andy Fursell is one first oh, yeah. first forum, they, and he has a community. He has a he has a community. It's it is a cult following yeah. of people that buy into Andy's message. And there's tons of others, Jocko, and you can. Oh yeah, <laughs> but but people buy into their message. Now there are a bunch of legit people out there that don't have a podcast. Yep. They don't. They're not on social media. And although they're a legit person, no one really knows about them. Yeah. So it's real hard to get traction. I shouldn't say it's real hard. It's harder to get traction in a business absolutely, uh, where you depend on people to help run your business. It's, it's hard to do that if you don't have a following and you're not building kind of a, the cult. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And, and, and so one of the questions that just came up was how, how do you find the contracts and bids that you get? I mean, it, it's also why we're able to go out and try to hire a hundred people is because we're finding the work 
that is needed in our space. And so part of that is why we started the company to begin with, yep. right? We saw a need for that uh, next generation, frankly, next level professional service provider in the mining industry. And then how do we go find that work? We go communicate in you know, forums just like this to people about what it is we do, why we think we can add value to them. And then they, you know, ask us to bid on work, whether that's us, just us, or as part of, you know, a larger bid process, it kind of ranges, but you have to do a lot of communicating to a find where the people are and B find where the work is. Well, and you get, you get really good at what you practice and people, whether you know it or not, you're practicing something every day. Yeah. It's either a good habit or a bad <laughs> habit, or maybe it's just even irrelevant. It's not, you know, it's not good or bad, but no. Yeah. Whatever you're doing, you're practicing something every day. And now, fortunately, we have enough people that we've got specific people practicing specific things. Yes. Like sales, business yeah. development, yeah. estimating, all those things. Oh, but yeah. when you're small, you've got to go practice the one thing that's going to keep your business running. And early on, that was just winning work. Yep. Yep. And I mean, it always starts with winning work, right? Um, obviously you need people to perform the work and they're the greatest asset you could ever have inside of a company. But when it comes to getting the work itself, I mean, you do need to do a lot of legwork in order to win work. It's not, I guess the other way I would answer the question is it shouldn't start when the bid comes out. Yeah. Right. If if the first time you're finding out about, um, you know, project A is when the bid is let, you're probably behind the curve by that point in time. And the more people you can have conversations with that are in your industry that would be target clients for you, you should be interacting with on a regular basis, whether it's virtual um, we well, do a lot it, of zoom it's calls. It's funny. I don't know if there's, there's probably a data point on this. The projects that we knew about or knew the most about Ex the projects we knew intimately exactly before they were ever put out to bid by the client. I bet our win rate or success rate on those bids is way higher. Oh, for sure. It is. You know about them. You've done your homework. Yeah. It, it, it's a homework <laughs> game. Um, it, you know, it's, it's, it's all of the prep work. We've talked about LeBron and you know, how hard he worked, right? We've talked about, we, it's the lessons are so similar, whether it is building a company, finding new work, finding great people, um, you know, anything you do, it's about all the things you do in preparation for the moment that matters that's where it actually pays off. I was I was just on Instagram right before this, and I saw a quote, and I'm not going to remember it, but it was a, a Warren Buffett quote. And he said something like, you have to be okay trying to hit a bunch of singles before you're ever going to hit a yep. home run. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm completely botching that. But it, it's so true. I mean, we've, you know, just recently, after four years of, of bunting singles out <laughs> there, finally connected on a couple. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's, you gotta be okay. Sometimes just saying, I'm going to get on base. I'm yes. going to hit a single. I'm going to get on base. I'm going to make a little bit of money. I'm going to hire the next person. We've yep. tried to swing for Homer. We, I mean, honestly, we tried 2019. We were and, only swinging. And 2000, we were only swinging for Homer. Yeah. 
And there's something to be said for giving it your all. So when you say taking a single, you're not saying that in a negative way, like you're only kind of half doing it. What you're saying is you have to read the field and you have to know in baseball, hey, the gap is open. I'm going to put one over the second baseman. I'm going to take a single. I'm going to get on base and I'm going to keep this inning going because who knows, three pitches later, yeah, you might hit one out. Well, you strike, you know, it's, it's, the game's only so long. If you strike out usually three times in a game, you don't get another at bat, right? Exactly. You strike out once, okay, I got another at bat coming. Yep. But it's, it's the same thing for me in sales and in, in growing a business. Uh, and so we, somebody asked the other day, and there's some comments about it. And we need to get we need to get him on here in a second. But yes, there's some will. comments about it. You know, we there were some staff members here early in 2020 that are no longer here. Yes, and most people haven't seen the new staff members that are here. We don't that's have anyone true. collecting content uh, right now. Yes, that's right. COVID and the world and traveling is difficult and all that. Yeah. But there are a bunch of new faces. Yes, there and are names. And we've we've hinted at them and kind of mentioned them, but I, you know, it's a new year. We should talk about these folks. What? They are, they are legit rock stars. The first part of the question is, um, why did we make a change from certain people and bring on others? And, and maybe it's the same role. Maybe it's a different role. I would argue most of them are different roles. Yeah. So I was going to say, that's the first thing I'll call out. I think if you are, and I think this is a good reflection for owners or leaders in a business if all you're doing is swapping a new person into an existing role exactly as it was and somebody before did not succeed at that role, sure, some of that is on that person, but you better look in the mirror yourself too. Yeah, most of it was us. And Me, me specifically. Well, not, no, I uh, won't even drag you uh, down. Us. Um, and, it, and it was, and it's why we want to talk about this because... I think the biggest realization we had is one of two things, and this was kind of across the board. Either A, we were asking somebody to do something that they truly weren't on fire about, or B... Lack of passion for yep, it, yeah. Or B, we were actually looking for the wrong thing. So the thing we were asking for is the wrong thing. And so when you talk about why did we make the switch kind of falls into one of those two. And actually, a lot of times, both. Because the thing we were asking somebody to do, they weren't on fire for. And then we learned it actually wasn't the thing we should have been asking them to do. And that's a, you know, that's the kind of reflection moment where you look at yourself in the mirror or an Instagram live and you say, hey, you know, we messed up on this. We need to make a change. And we made the change partly because we knew what we were looking for, we didn't have. Yeah, I I would go a step deeper. And this is going to sound egotistical. It's not meant to be that way. I realized in the middle of last year, towards the end of last year, we need people who are smarter than you and I. <laughs> yeah, if and, we're... The, yeah, yeah, I mean, if you're... I was, I was going to say something about this the other day, and I just decided not to. <laughs> if you're the smartest guy in the room, yeah, you better hope... Well, I'm going to be very nice. If you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. You, well, especially running and trying to build a business. That's exactly you can't, right. You can't be 
the smartest guy at every single thing that happens in a business with sales, no. estimating, and this is just in our business, uh, operations. Yeah. I mean, it, HR, safety. finance, safety. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And again, look. We've got to be able to learn from people who have been there, done that, lived it. Exactly. Uh, I undervalued experience so early in my career because I was the young, hungry guy who wanted to set everything on fire. And that's a good thing to have. But then some guy with experience slaps you in the face and says, hey, here's <laughs> how I've done it for 20 years. Exactly. Why don't you learn something? Yeah. And it's super valuable. And I think what's great about the folks we have brought on that have a next level of experience as compared to the folks we had historically had in the company. They don't just say, Hey, here's how I've done it for 20 years. Kind of take it or leave it. What they're actually saying is, Hey, here are the lessons I've learned. Let's not repeat this mistake. And the repeated mistakes early is what really hurts. And so the more and more you can learn via the people you're hiring's previous learning. So you don't have to kind of bear the cost of that. I think the better off you are. And, and that's, I would say when we talked about changing the roles that we have brought on, it wasn't us changing the roles to actually more limit them. It was actually the exact opposite. Yeah. We change the roles to expand them. And that's the other not intuitive piece. If you saw somebody struggle at a role, when you're looking in the mirror, you need to think, well, what if I kind of took the reins off of that role? What could it be? And then go hire for that. Because, I mean, I'll use Liz as as an amazing example to this. Liz started as just a recruiter in our company, right? And she still is our recruiter, killer job, love you, Liz. But in 20, especially the back half of 2020, you and I made a conscious decision to start to take the reins off of her and that role and look at what it's been able to do. Yeah, And that's somebody who's in the company, right? Who a lot of people would say is killing it every day. So it's not just the people that are struggling. But she's better She's better at recruiting and she's better with people than you and I. A hundred so a when million she, times over. When she says, hey guys, I think we need to do this with this person or I think we need to think about this person uh, or this type of person with a search, it, it's not you and I sitting here saying, well, we've done this a bunch, Liz. Yeah. You need to listen to the way we... <laughs> I mean, trust me, there are plenty of meetings where we sit down and say that. Uh, and Liz just shakes her head every time. But, but well, anyone that's in those meetings has now learned, unless you're an expert on that thing, it's really hard to say for certain, this is a thing we should go do. Yeah. Now, we've hired some experts and we've kind of backed up and watched them do their thing. It's amazing. And, and Liz has also pushed us to do that, right? So not only her own experience of us kind of taking the reins off a little, She's also pushing us as we're looking for that next person we're bringing on. She's going, whoa, 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 Thomas Keaton. This person can do a lot more than that. There, there is nothing better. There's no better feeling as a, as a business owner than when someone that you've hired says, stop talking, <laughs> go sit down and let me do this. Yes. I, I know. Like, yeah, I got, I got this. I got this. Just get out of my way and watch me go. That, I mean, now, hopefully they've got some background and experience to prove that you should just let them go. Sometimes we've let people go blindly and, and it's like, ah, 
you've got the passion. We gotta go figure out the rest of it. But oh yeah, man, it's been cool. Let's get let's been. get one arm trades in here. He's okay, he's tried on. to get in a couple times. Awesome kid. If you guys don't follow him, um, really cool story. I don't know how you can request. He might have dropped off. Oh, we might we might have missed him. That's okay. He's we'll a, he's we'll a, he's a cool kid. We'll see if he comes back. If you guys have a question and want to jump in, I don't, yeah, don't exactly hesitate. know which button to push. No, 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 don't keep them in the chat because we're we're following the chat. One of the other questions that was asked um, as we were going through this, um, I think, was really mostly around matching people. I don't I don't know exactly how they worded it, um, but I I would say personality types or no it was more like matching opportunity with a person um and the way i would kind of describe it is the first thing we do and liz does this actually as part of her process is we want to know what somebody wants to do coming into the company but we also want to know what their you know dream job is uh or you know how are they thinking about their career Um, and, and we spend a lot of time, I know our project managers in particular spend a lot of time talking to the people that are on their project, not only for the development opportunities that exist on that project, but also because they start to hear about kind of what the next project is or what, you know, what the needs are broader kind of across our field force. And so we're very purposeful about, um, trying to gather that feedback from our people so that they not only kind of, I would say, are successful in the role they're brought into, but are given the opportunity to be successful in the next role. Yeah. And I, I you know, for me, it's, it's, Patton's what is that jokes? Who's what, Liz? what is that person good at? Ben, Ben's a great example. Yeah. Is it, yeah, good. ben came in as a haul truck driver and you guys, if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard the story. So I won't, we'll get one arm trades in in a minute. Stay uh, on. Yes, yeah, st- stay in there. Um, ben came in as a haul truck driver and knew he wanted to do more. Now, yep. I don't know that he had it mapped out to where he wanted to do sales and biz dev, uh, but he's got a great personality. S- some would argue against that, Patton and Jake probably. <laughs> uh, Ben's yeah. got a great personality, and he has a sales DNA. No, he does. And I would he say... He can close deals because he wants to win, right? He's got that burning desire to win. And we kind of noticed over the course of a year or so, it's like... Okay, so he started doing some estimating, but where he really shined was when he was dealing with the client one-on-one. Exactly. And his he got passionate about it, but he was also really good at it. We could have just said, hey, we're going to stick you in the corner and you're going to learn how to be an estimator. Yep. We would never have unlocked his real potential. No, and I. but again, Ben was very communicative of that. So this would be my challenge. He said, get out of the way and watch me do my thing. Exactly, which... And again, this would be my kind of challenge or kind of, uh, you know, stretch for anybody who has just joined a company. Also communicate about what you're interested in and where you want to go, right? Ben joined in the field, but he told us... You know how many project managers are going to have people tomorrow saying, hey, I want to go do this, and, and you know a what? good thing. We want, but we want that. And, and any company should want that. So I will also say that because without that, Things don't happen immediately. Let's be clear. Everything takes time. Ben was in the patience. Ben was in the field for what? Eight months, maybe. 
something like that. Maybe even a year. Some people are like, yeah, I've been in the field four years and I can't get a shot. And that's just the way it goes sometimes. But but again, aggressive patience. Ben was aggressive the entire time. And yet he never, he never felt put out. He never quit. He never laid down. So again, I, I, and he would tell you, he thought about it many nights, Of course, you know, I mean, who doesn't, we all have insecurities. We all want to try to do more. We all, you know, feel like we're being held back by something. That's fine. And yet he stuck with it, kept focusing on it. And as Liz just so eloquently said, Ben is a top notch savage. Well, and, and, and there is no, I don't care. I don't care who you listen to. Uh, I was listening to John Travolta just a little bit ago. I don't care who you listen to. Everyone at some point in their path to success has been kicked in the balls a million times <laughs> yes. and wanted to quit a million times, but didn't. They figured no. out a way to keep going. And I and Ben's story is just getting started. I can't mm-hmm. wait to I can't wait to share some of the stuff that. Well, he's we can share news in a little bit too. So accomplished. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Let let some of these people in. We've consumed all the oxygen so far. I Talia joins. She's giving Ben the thumbs up. She's uh, thank you, Talia. I agree, Talia. What's hey. up? I just got a text from Pat, and he said, uh, you guys try to get me on, but I closed out real quick to start working on some homework. Hey, we get it. Hey, we, we it. are way more important than homework, <laughs> though, bro. Come on. <laughs> it's good to have you on. Good to see you again. Absolutely. Yeah. So what's happening in your so, world? Uh, I just started my first semester of college. Yeah, so that's all right. So yep. that's twenty twenty one. That's the new. That's the new twenty twenty one. Yep. Are you virtual or on campus? It's mostly on campus. We have a few classes that are uh, hybrid, so that's it's so they're part online, part in person. So, are you working? Yeah. Are you working on the side at all, or just school? Focused on school. I'm clicking on employment. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. I'm laid off, but yeah. What's the What's the future look like for you beyond school? Um, Good question. I mean, I definitely want to stay in the construction industry, but uh, um, well, what specifically? That's kind of like a broad question. Well, I mean, you know, I think a lot of kids your age they decide they want to go to school and they do the school thing. I mean, I was this way. You do the school thing for a while, and you look up one day and you're a senior, and you're like, "Oh crap! Now I got to go figure out my life." Uh, and it's kind of foolish to say you don't have to have your life figured out at, at 22 or 23 years old. Right. But I think you should think about what are you going to school for? How are you going to apply it? What's the next step look like? I mean, you know, or yeah. you could just enjoy the heck out of your four years. Well, no, my, wing it. my way of filtering it down was going to be what are you excited to do next? Right. Because it, it, sure, there's a lot of nexts out there, especially somebody your age. Um, but you know, what, what are you excited to go try? Cause I think that's oftentimes maybe the most, you know, compelling thing that you feel pulled towards. Hmm. I mean, what the thing I see next after college is, I mean, I'm definitely going to go straight back into the workforce for work, working environment. And, uh, I mean, just because I come out with a piece of paper in my hands doesn't mean, so I'm going to go right into the pickup truck and nope. or start managing stuff. 
If you do, you'll have a ton of people that hate you. They'll give you a hard time every day. (laughs) They'll love you, but they'll hate you. I learned that the hard time. Yeah, there's another reason why I don't want that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I could go into management quite uh, quickly with a piece of paper, but I'd rather, you know, stay in the field and try to become a decent operator in a few pieces of equipment and get a few years of experience under my belt before I take that next step. How old are you? Management. 19. 19. Man, if I could go back to 19, um, because I think about this all the time, if I go back to 19 and do things differently, uh, especially at college, because I was was 19, well, I was 18 my freshman, I'm old for my grade. Um, which is a different story, but, uh, I, if I could go back and do it again, I would invest more in relationships, uh, more yeah. in people that you're going to school with guys like yourself and, and even women, like they are going to go somewhere in life. Yep. And it's so funny. You'll want to make a call six years from now to someone who you kind of knew in college, yep. who's working at some big firm, but you didn't invest in the relationship. You don't know them. You can't make the call. Yeah. It's, um, a lot of people. You kinda, probably were way better at that. I, in college, not so much. Business school, I was a lot better. But it's because I learned the lesson yeah. that I should have been better at this in college. So um, I, a lot of people kind of get wrapped around the axle about what they're learning or who they're learning from. It's likely that your professor is probably in their 50s or 60s. By the time you really want to make that networking ask, they're probably retired. Oh, you're going hard at professors. And so, no, well, it's not, it, it's more, it, it would be the same. I would actually say the same thing if there was a student who was also in your program who was, you know, 55 or 60, you know, maybe getting to know that person is a good thing personally, whatever, but professionally, I think you investing in your peers is an under talked about thing because uh, investing your peers. So what I mean, what I mean by that is like when Keaton's talking about growing your network, don't always necessarily look 20 years older than you, which might be somebody who's in a senior management position or something like that. Obviously that person could be a mentor Obviously, you should, you know, if, if you have a connection with that person, you should try to get advice from them, et cetera. And yet, I would say where I've invested in my peers has paid off way more. Yeah, I mean, mentors are great. Don't don't get us wrong. Um, but iron sharpens iron. And, and exactly. you and four buddies, I, I, I roomed with four guys. We were all construction management majors, you know. Those four buddies, I can call tomorrow, and they, and they would do anything for me. But they're yep. also in the industry, exactly, and they know people, exactly. And and the mentors I look up to uh, when I was in college, and this is going to sound terrible, and I hope none of them are listening. They're kind of irrelevant, or or they literally are retired. They're retired. That they, they, they they're not. You know, yeah, they may have uh, an awesome network of people that you can kind of tap into, but man, it's it's a lot easier to go buy pizza for six of your classmates that you kind of know, but don't really uh, and get to know them. I mean, yep. it's, it's, it's gonna no, I, I think, and, and so it's a good question on invest. So obviously the time is probably the number one way you can invest in your peers. 
by spending time with them, whether that is for some, you know, mutual aspiration or that is just to learn more about them and get, you know, understand what they're interested in. Um, but when, what I mean by invest, I, I primarily mean time. Yeah. And, and that's not okay. just to college kids. Like there, no. there are, there are so many 19 year olds that are working right now. And they should invest in their peers they get too. The, yeah. They get done yep. at 6 PM, 5 PM and they waste the rest of the night. They don't invest in any relationships. They're not learning anything. They're not self-educating. They're not reading books. They're not doing stuff like what you and I are doing right now. Instead, they're drinking four Natty Lights, eating pizza, going to bed, waking up and doing it again. Yep. And they do that for 40 years. And that's fine Yep. if that's what you're focused on and want to do. There's nothing wrong with that. But, but if you have aspirations, yeah, you got to put in that extra Don't, don't drink four Natty Lights at night. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoyed it, brother. Yeah. We're going to kick you off here yep. and let other people get on. Thank Thanks you. All right. It was good talking with you guys. Absolutely. He's a good kid. Oh, he's, all, he's awesome, and he's asking the right question. Oh, what do you mean by invest? Actually, that's a great that's point. That's one thing I would do if I could go back. It, it, wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be party more. It wouldn't be read more books. It would literally be spend more time, time. with people. The, your peers. That, and, and people that you just know in passing and they're in your class yeah they turn it's so weird how everyone has ambition not everyone but a lot of people in college have ambition to go do something and exactly. sometimes they don't realize it till five years after college no but but it's why in when you're even talking about spending time with them you're you're doing it to understand what they want to go do yeah and so there, there's that, oh, and where can that align? And maybe it's not aligning right when we graduate, but it's aligning 10 years after we've graduated. The, the funniest thing, I'll say this about college, uh, and if there's any of my old classmates listening, <laughs> the funniest thing about, especially trades colleges or construction management programs, engineers not so much because they're a little bit more civilized in college. Construction management guys and trades people, the, the punks are the ones that generally go on to be the most successful. Oh, yeah. It's really weird. It's oh, probably yeah. opposite for where you went to school. Eh. But mm. there's a guy, Dane Goodman, who uh, was a couple years older than I was and came into class, overalls, work boots, muddy every day. And it looked like he'd just come off the job site because he did. But he's killing it now. Well, you know? and but... By the way, the fact that he just came off the job site and is in school with and you. went to school, yeah. You... You, that should register to you. Wow, this kid he is was, hustling. He was teaching our professor how to read plans. He's like, "Yeah, I just built a Dollar General. I just came off from pouring footers, and actually, this is how you do it." It yeah. was that's awesome, cool guy. So there was a question on here about how do you mentor your people to better execute. This is kind of in the vein of everybody can get the same equipment, every you know that type of thing. How, how this is great on? because we were just talking today, uh, McClelland, who is our ops director. He's the guy that gets, uh, maybe, maybe Jake arguably gets more. McClelland gets more ball kickings than anyone in the company currently. Absolutely. I would think. Absolutely. Jake would probably argue that who Jake is our heavy fleet guy. Um, yeah. McClelland to see the improvement he's made over the last six months. Oh, it's unbelievable. Uh, he ran some of our big projects and we, we've promote, promoted and brought him into the office and he's been running operations from like kind of like a command center, so to speak. Um, but you know, I would, to answer the question, Seth, that's legit advice, by the way, you can read it in a second. Uh, but to answer your question to me, it is 
it is literally having a learner's mindset and wanting to know the information. Because yep. when he got in here, he had the mindset of someone coming from the field, and he wondered, well, why why doesn't the office share the field all this information exactly. that I now have access to? Yep. And he's realized over six months, you know, he's learned every single day. And you can see him learning something new every single day. He could have came in here and just said, oh, here's how we're going to do it. And it wouldn't have worked because there's other people that have tried that. Yeah. It's, I think it's just, it's being curious to learn and get a little bit better, hitting singles, getting a tad bit better every day. Look up six months later and you're like, ah, I, we're, we're doing this thing. And I would say Matt has done that from the day he joined the company. So it didn't just all, it's not like Matt all of a sudden just changed who he was as a person when he stepped into this office. Matt, Matt has come to learn from the jump. He educated you today. Right. Yeah. Like a a lot, a Harvard MBA, (laughs) Matt McClellan educated Uh, you on how we should do things. Yes. And by the way, um, and this was in math. This wasn't in operation. No, 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 no. You on how to mine. No, he was purely educating me on how we need to think about how we're reporting and how we are then analyzing the success of our jobs. So it has nothing to do cost with mining Cost versus work. revenue. Cost versus revenue, all kinds yeah. of metrics. Yeah. And Matt just straight up educated me. And I was so thankful for it. At the end of the conversation, I told him, I said, Matt, this is the best 45 minutes I think I've spent, I mean, definitely in a long time. And it, it, Do you want to let Patton in? Uh, we can. The, do I mean, people want... He just left. Oh, look, McClellan for Prez. Oh, that was Liz. Okay. Yeah. I was, like, I was like, yeah, I could get behind that. Um, did he really leave? Did Patton really leave? He might have. Um, Patton, you jump back in. Somebody text Patton to jump back in. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the other, the other kind of element that I think is amazing about McClelland in particular, and actually we can have Patton talk about this too, is that he was willing to learn everywhere he went. Because yeah. he's been all over the company. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, I agree. So Patton is our chief of staff for people yeah, who don't understand. let's see if Patton joins. He might be joining with a cigar. Oh, does he have a cigar? You're going to make me jealous if he does. He just <laughs> oh, left. Oh, boy. He, he just, just left. left. You have cigars? He you just leave? And- he leaves the office. If, I thought you might be sitting in your truck what, for a second. What an established <laughs> young lad we have yeah, look join at, us. Look at the chair. Gosh. Oh, yeah. What are you guys doing? Yeah, I know. We're sitting in literally office chairs. Yeah, we're, not, in like we're a, not living it up like you. A big leather recliner. Well, he t- ready he, to light the fireplace and read a book. He took a month off. Jeez. So, I mean, yeah, he d- he did. You know, <laughs> literally you took know, a month took off. A mu- was you know was out of the office for a really long time. Do you have any right. contributing? <laughs> do you have any contributing um, information, <laughs> facts, anything to to contribute to the podcast? Oh, I don't know. It's cool to see uh, Dylan on a minute ago. Talked with him a while back. Good to see him on. Yep. Um, I didn't even ask him where he's going to college. Yeah, do you know Patton? I don't. Okay. I need to ask him. Dylan, put it in the comment. put it in the uh in the feed. Yeah, good kid. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh Patton, I got a question for you. Because we were just yeah. talking about McClelland. Obviously, his just frankly relentless pursuit of learning 
is way up there. What else do you think has made McClellan successful? Ooh, I don't know. I'd say probably not being too scared to hurt feelings. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. He's hurt your feelings a few times. (laughs) We've gone around a few times. (laughs) That's a good thing, though. You you should have that healthy friction, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. 100% agree. Um, yeah, I mean, even as late as today. But, yeah, he's not afraid to challenge, that's for sure. Yeah. No, I love that. Good call out. Yeah, I, that would be a, that's a good other piece of advice is obviously you have to do it in a professional way. You have to do it the right way. But the yep. more you can bring not just – um challenges to say that something isn't functioning as it should, but to also challenge with an idea or a concept of how it can be done better. Everybody should be looking to constantly improve. And so the more any one person on the team can kind of bring that, the better. One of, one of my favorite things about Matt, and it's really my one of my favorite things about a lot of the people that we have still here on staff is he is not coming into the office in the morning, uh, seeing a problem. Uh, yeah. Talia literally just said, uh, Talia is a client of ours. She's the best. Uh, she's a client of ours. And she just said exactly what I was going to say. He is not willing to take, this is the way it's always been done. I'm doing air quotes. Uh This is the way it's always been done for good enough. He's going to listen yeah. to other people's thoughts. Yep. He's going to think for himself. He, it's funny. I, I always know when I see him walk outside, you know, yep. there's a call, he's on the phone, there's a meeting. All of a sudden he just walks outside Yep. and I'll, I'll watch him every once in a while. And he's just thinking, I can see his brain steaming <laughs> because it'd be very easy for him to say, well, guys, this is just the way we do this. Mm-hmm. This is the, what happens this is how it goes. But instead it, we were uh, we were quoting a big overburden uh, job in some mud, and he had the crazy idea to use a, f- a front shovel instead of an excavator, which is amazing. I thought it was an idiotic idea, <laughs> yep. and the whole room said, "Well, why is it idiotic? No one's no one's thought about it. No one's done it that way." And so that's I think that's one of the really cool things about Matt is he'll try a few different things and. Uh, he'll throw a few different things at the wall and see what sticks, but he's always taking other people's ideas and feeding off of them. And generally, I mean, for the most part, comes up with the best outcome regard, like, like you and him talking today about cost versus revenue and how yeah. to think about our costs, which is the opposite way that the learned mathematician you yeah. are had in yeah. your mind. It is the exact opposite way. And that's why I love working with him. He's also, um, you know, kind of the opposite mindset most people are, where it's like there's a lot, a lot of reasons why it won't work. Or you know, oh yeah, for that reason. Matt will burn up a table and burn through some dry erase markers, coming up with every potential way something can happen. <laughs> Um, no, he's sound and determined to find a way. I was wondering why our dry erase markers weren't working. So, so that was going to be mine. You talk about him walking around and thinking mine is I love when McClellan, not when he's necessarily doing math on the table. We have, uh, like these tables that you can write on and then erase, but actually I love when he starts to frame a problem on a table, you see him start to draw these graphics 
There's no numbers on him, but you can see him starting to like organize thought. That is when I get the most excited about McClellan. Yeah, so that, I, I love agree. that one. All right, we're going to kick you off. Yeah. We'll let you finish your cigar in yeah, peace. Yeah, enjoy your cigar, Patton. Uh, I, I would argue that he is killing the resale value on his house by smoking a cigar inside. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I don't think Patton's worried about that. I, I'm jealous because <laughs> I would love to be doing that. Um, but yeah, Patton's, you smoke your cigars outside. Patton's one of our, our young studs. He, how is he, 22? Is he 22? 20, yeah, I think he's, 20, I think okay. he's 22. 21 or 22. Uh, talented young kid, another guy that doesn't take no for an answer and always nope. pushes people. No, McCollum would probably say the exact <coughs> same thing in verse. Yeah, yeah, I love how Patton doesn't let go of an idea or something. There's, like there that. is usually you can cut the tension around here with a knife, but that means things are getting better and improving. Yes, yes they are. Uh, and we've made the conscious decision, conscious or unconscious, I don't even know, to surround ourselves with people here in the office who are continually pushing the envelope. Well, and so I'm glad you bring this up. The other, the other, I want to come back to the original question of like, how do you attract a hundred people to join the company? It also starts with values and what it is you're trying to attract, what it is you're trying to accomplish, how you want people to go about that. One of our values is having a mind for innovation. And basically that means never accept that something is good enough and always try to improve it, right? Like that's the general way of saying it. And so part of why you can cut the tension with the knife is a lot of people are trying to improve things. Yeah, it's the, so we, we hired two recent guys. We talked earlier about some new people we've added to the staff. One of these guys is Lenny, who's, yeah. who's amazing. He's yeah. our senior vice president. He is uh, an amazing addition to the team. So he's been mining longer than I've even been alive, mm -hmm, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, but one of the things, and I remember his interview when I first talked to him. It wasn't even an interview. It was more of a conversation. He said, man, I'm just so tired of people thinking this is the way it's always been done. Yep. And when I heard that, obviously knowing his background, uh, but when I heard that, I thought it is very rare, at least in my opinion, to find someone who's been doing this as long as he has that still has that fresh way of thinking. Yep. You know, technology's changing. People are changing. You can't treat 18-year-old kids the same way you could 20 years ago. You just, you exactly. won't get anything out of exactly. them. It's so refreshing to hear that. Another guy is Bill. Uh, we hired Bill uh, to do estimating and planning. And I yep. say to do it, it's really hard to do with the scale he's doing it. Yeah. And with his experience, he's probably been mining longer than I've been alive also. Yeah. Hadn't he? And I think... Actually, I'll link what you just said to McClelland is dead on with his comment uh, to the question. So the question was, how do you not how do you not take no for an answer but still be respectful at the same time? Both of them do a tremendous job of asking questions. Yeah. Matt does a tremendous job of asking questions. Patton does a good job of asking questions. You don't you don't have to state something. You can ask a question. And when you ask a question, you are immediately involving the other person. Yeah. And by getting them to start to think about answering your question, one, they may just come to the realization, wait a second, I just told this person no, but maybe I should be telling this person yes. Or they might start to question their own line of thinking. Like when I talked to McClellan this morning, 
I started asking a lot of questions. I made one statement up front. I shouldn't have done that. That was my mistake. <laughs> and then I started asking a lot of questions because I wanted to learn, hey, wh- why are you approaching it this way? What is it that you're seeing that I'm not? How do you feel? What is your end goal that you're trying to achieve? Because a lot of the times... What were you trying to achieve when you were asking him the question, though? Because I think because I, how I, you frame the question... Oh, yeah. Like, if you're being cynical or, or sarcastic... Oh, no, no, no. Which a lot of people... Okay, I, they're... Yeah, they told me no, so I'm just... Questions, yeah. No, so no, 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 no. Don't... I, you obviously need to be... We've seen that also. You need to be real, right? I Like... Anybody can see through when somebody isn't, you know, when they're just trying to either drive home a point or are only asking a question to make their point even more instead of trying to learn, uh, which Keaton, you talk a lot about having a learner's mindset. I was genuinely trying to learn from Matt because I knew there must be a reason why he was saying, no, don't look at it this way. Yeah, And I think that's true with clients also. And I want to make this point. A lot of people view client relationships as potentially adversarial. I think the moment you do that, you have already lost. Because client relationships should be mutually beneficial. If you are doing your job successfully for your customer, they should be reaping a benefit from that, and you shouldn't be taking all of it. John, see you later, brother. Yeah. And, and what that means is... When you ask questions, you truly should be asking a question in the best interest of the client. It's funny, Sam Sims, one of our guys, a big fan of Sam. Yeah, his meme game rivals oh, yeah. Liz's at times. Oh, Liz is going to uh, go on fire! Don't start her. Sam's on that. one of our operators. You know, it's funny. He he said a word that that struck a chord, and that's tact. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've all struggled with that at times, especially me. Right in in tact. Normally doesn't happen when you let your pride or ego in the door to the meeting. Yep. When I walk into a meeting and I don't, I, I'm trying to catch myself doing this, but I think, okay, I'm going in the meeting. I'm going to educate some folks this morning <laughs> and I'm going to teach these people how to think. Yep. Um, normally my questions aren't tactful. Normally my responses to the questions I'm being asked aren't the best response and, and nothing positive comes out of those meetings. No. And, And I will say this in the same breath, which is, guys, we all make mistakes. So if you, if the first thing that came out of your mouth wasn't tactful and you now realize it, which by the way, that's amazing if you can be that fast from an awareness perspective, but let's say into the conversation, you realize, man, I've really taken this down the wrong path. I think you got to call that, right? You got to say, Hey, hold up. My bad. I haven't learned that yet. I, I know, but and it's hard. And it's hard. And well, there, there's our, our our audience, and and we're young guys. Our audience is young. I think it takes a lot of years of being self aware and practicing. Okay, this morning I know I have a bad attitude. I'm going to stay out of this meeting because my responses won't be tactful. They'll be snarky, as and, Jake Hubble just and, and, mentioned. Yeah, of that. And, and and they're not. As Jake says, <laughs> Keaton's turn to struggle with tact never. You know, but here's the thing. And, and this and Jake's 24 years old. Yep. I'm 31. You're just not going to have it all figured out. And you're not going to be perfect. Like, even if, because you know you want to be tactful, right? You already know that. And yet, to expect any person, any person on the planet to be perfect 
all of the time. Like, it's just, guys, come on, we're human. So if you make a mistake, just call it to the mat. Hey, I, I messed up on this. I came at this wrong. My bad. I really want, but I still am asking because I care and I want to learn. That totally disarms the other person. Now, you might have pissed them off so much that they need a minute Right, because yeah, just like that. you, just like you came in with no tact, well, now you've set them off on an emotional roller coaster. So don't expect that. If yeah. you mess up a conversation, don't expect the other person to immediately flip the switch and be back to being tactful and non-emotional. Yeah, like give them a minute, also. Yeah, it's uh, it's a constant battle because I think so many people, especially with the state of our country, uh, just tension. COVID, uncertainty, people are real quick to throw their weight into a conversation and not think about the other person's perspective, yep. context, whatever. And I'm, I'm not preaching. I'm as guilty as, <laughs> as anybody. Everybody is. But it's, it's, uh, it's amazing. And I think there's, a, like I said earlier, healthy friction is a good thing. Yeah. Some tension is a good thing. Yeah. As long as people are, uh, um, they have the friction heading in the same direction. Yeah, and by the way... The goal is the same. The mission is the same. We're on the same team. I disagree with your strategy, your game plan here. I like my game plan. Let's both convince each mm-hmm. other who's is better. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, not all the time, but most of the time, the better game plan, the better tactic, the better strategy wins. Yes, and I think if you're a leader in an organization, the more you can foster that within your company, the better. Because you don't want people just saying yes and then kind of not really being on board. And you also don't want people arguing everything forever and never being willing to accept somebody else's opinion. And so the more you can create that health, and you keep saying it, that healthy friction, I think that's the thing you got to foster. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, you, look at the team. Well, and Sam might have tried to join. I don't know. Yeah, I we would tell. love to get some more TMG folks on. Matt Sam, Daly. Are you still trying um, to join? Matt Daly. I actually lost a bet to Matt Daly. He's one of our young mining engineers. But I told him he is, uh, yeah, bring him in. Yeah. Matt Daly is going to do a video, five-minute video for Instagram. And I can't wait he to is. see. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Because you lost a bet. Uh, I lost it, but I told him he's still going to do it. It's part of his job. He's, okay. It's one of the things he needs to get done. <laughs> I love that. Among many other I love that. things. Sam, are you there? What up? What up? What up? What's up? Yes, sir. How are you? Doing all right. Yeah? Yeah? Good to yeah. hear. How is life, uh, brother? Uh, you know, blessed to be working, blessed to wake up. Amen. Blessed to be yeah, just in general working. A lot of people aren't working right now. Yeah. So, especially be working here, that's that's a no downside really to that. I can't see. Well, we're pumped to have you, and I know Absolutely. I've I've seen you and Liz, you know, battle it out with the meme wars. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I've always I've always a thank you for your service. Yes. Uh, because yes. And, and I don't mean service at TMG. I no. mean service for our country. I appreciate yep. that. But I've always loved your attitude, and you're kind of a, it seems like a no BS guy, get to work, suck it up. Um, I, I love that. Yeah. Well, I've always been, you know, taught and raised up that, uh, and not in a negative way, but 
Oh, did we lose him? Nobody cares. I were actually just up at the uh, cow site where we had originally started. Yep. And we're talking to those guys, and they're like, man, it's different now. We've been doing this. We've been doing that. And it, it kind of uh, reminded me when I was in the Marine Corps, as I was getting out, this thing that I put my heart and soul into for four years, you know, was going to continue to turn and burn with or without me. Yep. You know, and the same thing is true really in life anywhere. So, yeah, you're cutting out, Sam. Where is he? Michigan? I think he's in Michigan. Sam's in the backwoods of Michigan. You're loading. You're yeah, buffering. He's buffering. But I love the point that he just made, which yeah. is both a commitment to the cause and knowing that the cause yeah, will. Gotta work through oh, there he goes. On the back roads. Should be getting better here soon. Yeah. No, we got you back, Sam. And I love the point you made about right. working for the cause and knowing and having the humility to know that the cause is greater than just yourself and just what you're going to go do, whether that's for a window of time or, as you know, on our sites, it takes everybody, right? You can have the best home man in the world. You need great truck drivers. You can have the best cut dozer hand in the world. And you bet, you know what? You better make sure that that home man's on top of his game too. So it, it just, I think there is so much in having that humility to know that it's part of a team. And I love that you call that out as your response. Sam, got a question for you uh, because we don't, we don't get to do this with employees that often. We get some people from the office, but we're tired of them for the most part. <laughs> What's... From, from an employee's perspective, out in the field, grinding it out, what's a question? What are you guys curious about that we've never talked about or we haven't answered? Yeah. Or, you know, stuff that's floating around the crew that goes unnoticed or unanswered? Well, I think that's not, like, that's not a really a super simple answer. And I'm sure there's also a million answers to that depending on whom you talk to. Yep. Um, if anybody has questions, Really, in general, I would say, listen to the podcast. Listen to the podcast. Listen to the podcast. It might not be in that episode you pick, but if you listen to the podcast, most of the answers of the questions and the things I was curious about were somewhat touched on or I was able to get a light shed on them. And if okay. you do have those questions and they're not answered in there, I called Matt McClellan when I was uh, home on uh, when I was home on Christmas break because we talked back and forth on Instagram, but I'd never really talked to the guy. So I gave him a call and he said, yeah, brother, give me a call. And, you know, and the only thing he asked was if you have a question, a route it to your project manager, follow that chain of command yep, and take it all the way to the top. And eventually you'll find your answer somewhere in there. Sure. Absolutely. I love that. That makes me feel so good because I mean, honestly, it's, it's the whole reason we started the podcast. You know, we, we don't need to stroke our egos anymore than to get more people listening. Like it's honestly for people like you who we don't get to see and talk to all the time and do have questions. Who, who is Thomas? What's, what does he do every day? Who am I? You know, what's going through our head? Yeah. Why is the business doing the things the business is doing? Yep. Uh, we wanted to answer questions. So it's good to hear that. And who's your, who's your project manager? I'm curious. 
heavy note one other than the famous AJ Paletta. Yep. <laughs> Tony. AJ. T- Tony on oh, on it on it on his uh Top loading Tony. Exactly. Wow. Top loading Tony. I can only uh, imagine AJ, what kind of crew that is. Oh, <laughs> uh, real quick, AJ, if you're watching, uh I'll issue this challenge in front of everybody. Oh, boy. But I'm still waiting to uh crack your uh your slider because if anybody doesn't know. AJ was a pitcher in college. Oh, yeah. I'll crack that slider clean out of the park. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, oh, oh that's boy. That's too funny. Oh, boy. Well, we, we, we love having you. I think the world of AJ, he's a pretty good dude. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's cool to see guys like you that have camaraderie. And it's, you know, it's cool in this day and age to actually enjoy your boss and challenge him to, to hit his pitches. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that's yeah, just something's that. working. I love that. Um. Sam, uh, do you do you like this format? Do you think we should keep doing these? I think it's I think it's really cool. Not ever would I have thought, you know, especially when I first started at Turner, that oh, I'll probably be on t- on Instagram Live with the big shots in the company. But here we are, and but now I know that that's just how it is. That's, yeah, that's how that's how this whole thing runs, and I think that really produces that sense of family because there's a million companies out there that are like oh we're a family yeah we're a team but it's people stabbing each other in the back management not looking out for their guys but here we talk about it and we are about it you know I what lo- i mean i love that yeah, that's that's so cool man i I, we're gonna steal that clip and spend tons of ad dollars and run that all over the internet. But I mean, I'm it's it. it's really cool. And you got to tell some of your crew members, some of your teammates, because we're gonna do more of this. I think I think this is fun. This yeah. is the most fun podcast I've done. Uh, this is the best. Probably all of you know. Probably any of them. Uh, yeah. I so tell your team members to join next time. We'll yeah, get them we'll, on. and it's we'll fun. get and we'll we'll pull people on. Like I want. I'm actually here with uh, I'm actually here with Timmy Flournoy. Hey, hey Timmy. what's up, Timmy? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if there was one thing, and I, I see it answered or I see it asked and different answers kind of given, and it would be how do you go from being a haul truck driver to getting in the seat of something? Yep. And I was, I'll be the first person to tell you, I was sitting there, I was like, well, I've been here this long and, you know, I'm friends with AJ and I should, I should be getting in there. And it was like, uh, no, it's not, not how it's going to work. And I kind of had to figure it out myself. And it was when you want to be more than a haul truck driver. Yeah. If you, if you just I sit there and you that. go, oh, well, well, this, that, and the third, you know, you're, you're probably not going to get anywhere. But if you start saying like, hey, guys, you know, let's try this. You start making those adjustments on the fly, making those call outs. Yep. It's not going to get noticed the first day. I promise you. Yeah. But if you stay on it. And you stay, you stay with it, and over time, people are going to go, oh, you know who's always on it? That guy's that always guy. on it. Okay. Yes. You, you, know, you know who's, you know who's who, who are we going to get to do this? Oh, that guy. You know, or, hey, in the dump, what if we do this? Those your hand might be like, oh, you know what? That's a good idea because you're a fresh set of eyes you're seeing the whole site. Yep. You know, you're coming in there different ways all the time. So I, I think I love that. you've got to make your own way. Well, Sam, I can tell you, my advice is not going to go real far for haul truck drivers. I, I didn't make it very far past being a haul truck driver, uh, but I'll relate it to business uh, because that's where I have seen some success. And to me, it's no different whether you're a haul truck driver trying to go to a dozer, an excavator, or you're a project manager trying to start your own company. For me, it is being at the top of your game 
long enough that you are at the right place yep. at the right time. Yep. Because you're going to get kicked in the balls. You're going to feel like you deserve it. Yep. You're going to feel like, man, it's my time. I've waited for a year or two or four. Yep. And in reality, if you're at the top of your game, eventually the right place and the right time connect and you're at a point where you get the opportunity you know, getting the opportunities half the battle, not screwing it up is the other half of the battle. Yes. When you get the opportunity to jump in a dozer, don't screw it up. You know, you should be watching as a haul truck driver. When you get the opportunity to be a project manager, don't screw it up. You got to be at the top of your game. Because yep. if not, one slip, and we've seen so many people do this, talented people. There was a guy out in California uh, who I'm still connected with, don't talk to him much, one of the most talented operators we had. Yep. Whole man. Yep. He slipped up, got in trouble on his uh, week off, and disappeared. He never, we, we, we couldn't keep him on board, failed a drug test, couldn't keep him on board, slipped into the abyss, yep. and he's not with our company anymore. And it's sad because I think, I think the same of him as I do guys like AJ. He could have been so talented, yep. but he messed up, and it's really hard some people get a second chance, but it's really hard to prove that you're worth a second chance yeah, yeah. when there's a whole list of people behind you waiting to take your spot. And I think, Sam, the other thing that I'll say that I love that you called out, and Keaton is making reference to it, is you, you're starting to do the next job before you're already in it, right? And your comment of being a haul truck driver and helping the dump dozer handout. Well, yeah, you're starting to do the dump dozer hand's job. And my guess is the dump dozer hand is probably communicating with the project manager about how we can reduce our dump time and improve cycle time because that dump dozer hand is trying to get a shot at being an APM or a PM, right? And so that that one of the ways you make it so you're less likely to screw up is you start to practice the other job before you're even in it. Yep. Make the mistakes when it's practice. Say, hey, I'm seeing this. And let them tell you, oh, well, that's here's what you're missing on that. Rather than when you're in the seat and you make the mistake, learn the lesson before you even get in the seat. Yeah. I, I think the other part of what you touched on, though, was if you get your shot, and if you get your shot, when you get your shot, if you mess it up, don't don't throw in the towel. That was no. that was a lesson. Yep. So next time, now you know. Yep. You know, because so many people they like, man, I had I had my shot and I blew it. You know, and and that, and then they they throw in the towel and that's game. And yep. That's not anywhere close. You know, that was a learning experience. That's why it's called a shot. You know, exactly. it wasn't your full time promotion. It was an experience. It was an opportunity. You missed it. Another one will more than likely come around, and you got to be just as ready for that one as you were for the first one. Hey, Cole said it too. Yeah, it, you know, it's funny. Mar it's, Marines train two jobs above their own. Yeah. Cole just said that. Sam, it's funny. And Cole Sam, knows. yeah, and Sam knows. Exactly. It, it's funny you say that because uh, the people that don't get a second shot, generally speaking, are the ones that have a little bit worse attitude than the number oh, yeah. two guy Self, waiting. Self-inflicted. I mean, McClellan Mike, will tell Mike you. deserve that first shot to begin with. <laughs> yeah, yep. and, and McCl Matt McClellan will tell you, you know, a couple years ago, he screwed up. He messed. He messed up his shot, and he he right owned it. Saying. Great attitude. Mm -hmm. I mean, blew me away with his humility. If he wasn't humble in that moment, 
who knows where he would be, but he wouldn't oh, be here. No, well, you definitely know, not. And, but, and so that's, I, I think, how you handle screwing up, because we all do it, how you handle yeah. screwing up and how your attitude is, whether you're the best or you fall back down and you're maybe the third or fourth best or the worst, yep. attitude is a huge part of it for me. It is. It is. I mean, I'll be the first person to tell you, and some people know what I'm talking about. I, I messed up about this time last year with Turner. Messed up big. And I didn't know about that, but I won't hold it against you. It happened. (laughs) But, um, I made a mistake and when it was, you know, time to pay the piper, I didn't, I wasn't saying like, Oh, it's this, it's Turner's fault. You know, it's, it's, they did this to me a hundred percent me. I did it. I messed up. I had to go to the house for a little bit and, I didn't want to see anything Turner Mining Group, you mm-hmm. know, because it, it reminded me that, that I had made a mistake. But I needed that time to, to be home. And I ended up finding my girlfriend now, who is an absolute rock star. Love that. And I turned around and I came back and, you know, AJ said, all right, I'll give you another shot. And I ain't looked back since. I, I love sometimes that. It, I, sometimes I think about it and I, I remember it because, Hell, it hurt, but, you know, it's come back bigger and stronger. You know, what other options do you have? That's cool. Yeah. That's that's I an awesome that story. story. And and it's it's so cool to hear uh, that you were able to mentally overcome that. Some people, and there's guys that I love like brothers who, you know, you could say have screwed up and they've never been able to mentally recover. And, you know, it's perspective. It's It's all about perspective. Yep. When you screw up, when you're not where you want to be, when you've got these big dreams, but you're you're just a you know I, I air quotes you're just a haul truck driver. Perspective is everything. Oh, I was yeah. a haul truck driver, uh, and it's been ten or eleven years ago, but it's not been that long ago. Yeah, I was in a haul truck. Exactly. So perspective is everything. No, so. it is. Sam, I appreciate it, man. That was that's killer. Let's get, let's get some other folks on here. I, we're probably going to wrap this one here in a little bit. We kind of yeah awesome uh, awesome to talk to you man but sam seriously thank you pleasure uh, pleasure to actually get to talk with you guys me and uh me and timmy here are gonna yep. get back to heading down to detroit see you, all next time. See you timmy Absolutely. it was a pleasure guys and uh you have to get me in the office sometime i'll do a we'll do a we'll do a live in session <laughs> I, I like wait. that i like can't that wait. awesome see you guys all right guys i'll see you later uh so gary's been trying to get in i've seen his comments but uh not, he's not there Gary, I don't know if you're hitting the right button, brother. Oh, there he is. Let's see what Gary's got going on. He's doing some cool things in the industry. Gary, we're trying. There he is. (laughs) I'm here. What's happening, man? What's up, brother? How are you guys doing? Doing great. We have we have went an hour and ten minutes, which is a little bit longer than what we were supposed to, but we're having too much fun. fun. So. Yeah, I have a feeling this is how these are going to go. <laughs> I have to say, uh, you know, I, I haven't watched every one. I have to say that, but out of the ones I've watched, this this is this is it. This awesome. is where we need to go. This is your guys are doing the right thing. Awesome. Killing it. I Love appreciate that. that man. Thank you. Thank you. Seriously, thank you. What's going on in yeah. your world? Well, let me tell these young operators a little something, all these people that are trying to get into this industry uh, and try, you know, to add a little bit more to the gentleman you just had on. Mm -hmm. I started as the guy who was watering the sod after they dug the lake. 
I was making seven dollars an hour at eighteen years old. I was making seven bucks an hour, and every single step I made going up the ranks all the way to now heavy equipment instructor and moved all the way across the country to teach heavy equipment and civil plans and all that stuff. All of it came from I was staring out of the window of the haul truck and I was watching the whole man's every single move. See, all I had to do. And it, you know, everyone's timeline is going to take a little bit different. You know, uh, you, some people will get into it a little faster than others. If, if there's a need for that equipment operator right then, yep. if you've been watching what that, what your dream job has been doing, I watched every scoop he took. I understand. And I asked questions. I asked a lot of questions at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I was asking him, why are you putting one bucket of dry on the back and four buckets of wet in the front? Well, son, it's called tailgate. And some of the old off-road trucks we were running didn't have tailgates back in the day. So every single step I made, and I want everybody in here that's watching to understand this, it took time, but it also, I was studying every time I was doing another lap, I was watching what the dozer man was doing. I was watching who was taking care of my haul roads and asking him questions. I was asking guys if I could check their machines in the morning and they could walk me through it. It only took one year for me. And I went from a haul truck driver, and this is a long time ago, guys. I, I am gray here. I'm, I'm old. I look. You and me both, brother. You and me both. <laughs> a long time ago, I was making, I think we were making like 10 or $12 an hour running off-road trucks or haul trucks. The guy that was running the excavator, it just so happened that my boss went out of town, and everybody was kind of in charge of their own day. There was no foreman on site. We had been digging this lake for six months, so there's no nothing that was going to change. Yep. The excavator man didn't show up for his job, and I called my boss, and I told him, listen, you have to trust me right now that I have been studying for this every waking moment. of Every time I've been on the job site for thousands of hours, I've been watching this man. I got you. He told me to go over to the dozer man and grab a key, and I moved 4,800 yards of dirt. We were running, you know, smaller haul trucks, yep. five yards on my 450. But I moved my yardage of dirt, and you don't have to do this. But I took my paycheck, and I paid every one of those haul truck drivers to stay until 9 o'clock that night so we could meet quota. Yep. And I went right then from 8 or 9 to $10 an hour to $25 an hour, and I was the hoe man for the rest of my day. See? And the same step, every single opportunity I had, as soon as I became the hoe man, I was standing next to my foreman every time that tailgate dropped and asking him questions about that white piece of paper in the back of his truck. Yep. And then therefore, and so on. And that's how it goes, guys. All you have to do is study and wait for that moment to happen. And if you are ready and you have put the effort and the time in, and you know, I don't know whether Keaton will approve of this or not, but YouTube goes a hell of a long way. Oh yeah. I have been headed to the job site in the morning with not a clue about what I was supposed to be doing, but I, Googled it last night and damn sure figured it out. Sure. Yeah. There's a lot. I, I would be sure. Gary, I love that you mentioned that. There's a ton of resources out there. When people Absolutely. say, oh, I don't know how to look up something or I don't know how to find something, Google is an amazing tool. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I think couldn't kids could get a college education for free <laughs> on Google, YouTube, <laughs> internet, books. I mean, it's, it's your, your advice is spot on because, I mean, it's, it's when opportunity – you know, the right place, the right time, you get an opportunity, go make the best of it. And he also went and grabbed it. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that everybody should hear out of Gary's story is not just all the prep. Now it takes all the prep because Gary's right on that. But when the moment came up, 
he didn't hold back, right? Yeah. He went and got it. And that it's, it's timing, it's circumstance, it's everything, but it's also being willing to put yourself out there when the moment comes. Yeah, absolutely. In this business, one of the first things I teach if people come to me to learn how to do this is to grow your skin about three inches thicker. If you come in (laughs) with hog skin, (laughs) you're going to be just fine. Don't worry about what he thinks of you. Stay the course. Do what you want to do. Go get, go get it. Your opportunity will come. I promise you. It just takes time. Time is the only thing I can't. You can't speed up. You can no. learn it. You can learn it slow. That moment, you just have to wait for it to come. Yeah, and I think the other thing, and um, I love, I love that Gary talks about time. The other thing is, we all, especially young folks, you have a ton of time. Yeah, mm-hmm. time is actually the thing that you may have the most of, and Absolutely. so. By continuing to put in the work, continuing to put in the prep, know that your time will come because you have a lot of time for it to come. Yeah, but Gary, I think, you know, it's 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 easy to say that. Listening to your story, you were clearly impatient and want to get into the seat. Now, <laughs> now you know, I mean, I, I think there is a fine line between being too aggressive and too yeah. impatient yeah. and being the right amount of aggressive and patient. I mean, it's the reason I started at 27, uh, left something good to start something crazy. It was probably a little too impatient, but I mean, you got to have that right blend and you've got to be the best at your game by watching what's going on, uh, doing the extracurricular homework. When you get done working at night, go back to work for two hours on your laptop, watch videos, whatever your, whatever the thing is you want to learn how to do, be in the right place at the right time. That opportunity will come. I love that one, Gary. What Absolutely. else? What else you got? That's a. I mean, that's a great one for trying to get in the next seat. What What else have you been observing via this conversation? You know, you know, one of the other things that I've that I've noticed. You know, not I. You know, I don't know inside of your company. The only guy that I know, honestly, I, I Matt praise Matt. I follow Matt every single day. But you, I'm sure Keaton remembers old Trey Reynolds. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. I don't want to boast, but I literally taught Trey Reynolds from the ground up. Oh, my. Oh, boy. That's a bold statement. Trey might hear that. Trey might hear that. He will will tell you. We were at the Tampa International Airport in Sarasota, Florida. Okay. And the the GC or the contractor at at the time knew me very, very well. Yep. He asked to come in and help that they were were thinking fast. They needed to figure some stuff out. And I taught Trey how to stack mud higher than you could stack mud. And oh my little, gosh. but enough of Trey. He's, he's, he's not about Trey today. It's about these two guys. <laughs> That's too good. <laughs> no, Trey's but great. Trey's great. We love one Trey. of the, one of the things that I took, um, along with me along the way. And I don't know if you guys allow people to do this. So correct me if you know, you don't want people touching other people's things. So I know you're a lot larger than I started. We were a small company in Florida that built golf courses and dug lakes and stuff like that. But yeah. I was, I was never afraid to help every single person with their job, too. When I parked a hoe at the fuel truck, I didn't stay in that hoe. I didn't eat my sandwich. Yeah. I put my gloves on. I cleaned my track. I helped the guy lube my machine while he was fueling. I made everybody's job as easy as they could have it while they were standing next to me. And that's one of the reasons why when I called my boss and I said, I got you right now, he said, oh, okay, well, let's see what you got. Because yep. he knew not only – you know, am I doing my homework with everything? But you know, I'm I'm 
39 years old now, and I still run that D1 is what I call it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not scared. I'll go right next to anybody and I'll outdig you. Yeah. Just to put passion in your heart to show you that if I can do it twice as hard, so can you. Yeah. And it's all about making our company money, and that's where our money comes back into our paycheck. Sure. It makes taking care of your company. You're damn sure going to get your shot. No, I love that, Gary. There's so much to unpack in that comment. I mean, first off, the little things matter, right? Yep. They always matter. And if you are doing the little things right, you're probably going to start to do the big things right. Yep. If so, you're, you know, I don't know what you guys are annually, but you know, if you're working for a hundred million dollar company, every pump of grease matters. Somebody's oh, going to yeah. notice. Sure. You just have to put time in. It's just like every other job in the world. You're never going to go from the bottom to the top without all the steps in between. None of us can fly. Yep. Agreed. Ugh. Agreed. Yeah. No, I love that. I well, love that. it was awesome having you, brother. Uh, Can't be scared to wear out the shovel. Or, yeah. I love that, Cole. Yeah. I couldn't agree there's more. A lot, there's a lot of folks scared to wear out the shovel. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, yeah. And the grease gun, too. We've learned we've learned that. Yeah. Man, yeah. I would rather them wear out the grease gun than the bushings, but yep. that's for you're, a different podcast. You're, yeah. you're never big to fall to the bottom. Uh, that's, hey, right. that's true, too. That is true, too. No, thank, thank you, Gary. You. I love it. Love it. Love yeah. the content killing it thanks brother well guys we've had a blast we are this is probably going to be the longest podcast we've done and it's it's no surprise it's it's fun content we're looking at instagram at people that join the chat they're looking back at us we're interacting it's so cool that you can do this i love this the live live is has been definitely my favorite yeah it's been challenging i mean there's a ton of guests that we want to get here to the office to do this in person right in front of us, it's been difficult. So this opens up anyone across the world, really the world. Uh, I don't know what time it is and, you know. In uh, Europe, it is pretty late. Right now. Yeah. Uh, in the West Coast, it's only like six something. So it's like great out but there. But it, it would be cool to get some people from all over the place. And so we'll do this again. We're, again, this is, uh, this is new for us. We're figuring it out on the fly. Uh, just like we did the podcast a year ago, we figured it out, and it's been a lot of fun. So, if you listen uh, to the podcast, if you join tonight and we're live with us, it was a blast. We're going to do it again. Uh, hopefully, we can do one of these a week. We're it's a little yeah it's busy season, yeah. So maybe, but you know maybe what? One every two, but we'll, it's season we'll get four. It in, yeah. We're going to have fun with it. Yeah, so we'll get it it'll in. be great, guys. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining. Yeah, thanks everybody. See ya.